Well, hello, everyone. My name is Joe Morton, and welcome to my podcast, A Cup of Joe. I am so excited today to be with two, in my opinion, some of the greatest endurance athletes I know and on this earth. <laughs> and uh, and they're well-known within the triathlon community, Aaron Hopkinson and Casey Robles, who are uh, known as the wingmen for James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy, and very accomplished endurance athletes. And been there along the side, alongside with James, the for the whole 50-50, 50-50-50, and as well Conquer One Hundred, which turned into a Conquer One Hundred and One. Yep. And uh, both play in certain roles. I think I met you guys the first time um, when I was I came out for Muncie, Indiana. Yep. Were you wearing a speedo? Most likely. Most likely. <laughs> is that a, why is that a question? <laughs> I just remember thinking, you should that's make that the a greatest statement. thing ever. This guy's wearing a Speedo. It was so fun. You had so much energy and I yeah. just loved it. It was, it was great. That was the first time we met. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And you remember like chicken noodle soup. Oh my gosh. You remember? Yeah. Because I was, I was like needing something mm-hmm. at the end and I didn't expect you guys like, but you went and got me chicken noodle soup. I did. It was hard to find. And I was so grateful. Oh yeah. You went like everywhere. I did. And it was like a thick chicken noodle soup. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think you wanted the more brothy type. No, it worked perfect. Yeah. Lots of noodles. Yep. That was our first carbs. First yes. time. Right? That's right. Yeah. Speedo chicken noodle soup. Sums me up. Love it. And, and then, uh, just of course, remain friends over the over the years and we did Fiji together. Um, you were beast. Oh my gosh. Like world's toughest race. It's called the world's toughest race and completed that. And then of course the conquer 101 mm-hmm. and you guys had certain responsibilities there. You were biking every day, Aaron. I did. I did the full 112 every day with him. 112 miles every day. Yep. For 101 days straight. Yep. yep. Incredible. Yeah. And your responsibility was the running. Cause this is what, this is your, you know, you are a runner Yeah. Um, and continue to be a runner. And that was your area, right? Yep. Marathon. With dabbing in the swim as well. Yes, of so. course. Well, you got, did you do many of the swims or I can't remember? <laughs> no, I didn't do any of the swims. No. I mean, you did 112 miles every day on the bike. That's yeah. See, my, incredible. Yeah. My main focus was kind of like the bike and making sure it was all set up and then having because early on in the first couple months, like there wasn't a lot of people coming out. It's because it was cold in March. So, so cold. we were snow days and whatever. So I wanted to be sh- kind of the strongest and show up the best I could be. So James was like, I don't want to see you until we re-ride. It's like, all right. So I'd wake up when they're starting to swim and then go to his house and get all the bikes ready and then go to the pool and then we'd start the rides. Dude, a hundred. What does that work out to be? I did the numbers. Eleven thousand three hundred and twelve miles. Dang. Yeah. Well done. Wow. That was a big year. <laughs> wow. It's incredible. And you did several of them too, didn't you? Like the full? Uh, no. I did. Did I, do I one? saw you in the pool quite a lot. Yes. And on the run. But then I was the working. Time. But I was working at the same yeah. time. So mm-hmm. that's right. Because you're a school teacher. I am. What What years do you teach? Uh, I'm right now, I'm it's called an instructional coach. So I'm not in the classroom, but I'm just at the school helping all teachers improve. Wow. But yeah, I was in the classroom for, uh, 17 years. That's great. What grades did you take? Uh, first and second. 
Did you, you must've loved that. Oh, it was the best. Yeah. That's cool. I bet your students loved you. They better. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're instructing others. Yeah. Okay. Right. And somehow find the time to train and do all this. Yep. You guys also did Norseman this, yep. this past summer. Yep. We did. Wow. Pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Out of all challenge. the events that you've done, was that a, is that one that actually pushed you pretty good? Yeah. I say. I say far as like full distance, like Ironman stuff, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Norseman, tell us what the, actually, what are the distances? Is it a full swim, 2.3? It's 2.4? Yeah. So it's a full Ironman kind of distance. Okay. So the 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a 26.2 marathon run. But the in Norway, in Norway. So the difference is they throw you in freezing cold water. Yep. They actually put you on a boat. They boat you out 2.4 miles. You jump off. That's your only choice. It's mm-hmm. either you keep going or you jump off and swim back. So <laughs> really? Yeah. So you, you swim and then the bike gains like 10,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And then on the run it has a big old mountain finish run. So. And you guys both finished, I can't remember, there's like two colors of shirts. Yeah. And you got the black shirts. Black shirt and white shirt. Yeah. You're going to get a black shirt. That's my goal. I'm, I'm, I'm ex- doing your event. I know. That's right. You I'm are excited. the race director. I am the race of director. Of the Starvation Expo. Yeah. You saw James Challenge. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. And I'm stoked. I got, I got I a spot for you. Yeah. I'm stoked. You yeah, start training it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. In fact, Aaron and I were talking about it right before I came. you came in and um, it was at first I'm like, oh, oh, getting in that training mode, you know, cause I hadn't done one since James did the hundred okay. conquer 100 and I haven't even been in the water. I gotta be honest. Like <laughs> I don't think I've swam once and, uh, I started swimming and it was that feeling, you know, that feeling you get when you, well, maybe you guys just don't feel because <laughs> you're always in shape, constantly <laughs> training. I biked with him recently on a mountain bike. This guy's a beast on the mountain bike. Right. Wow. No, so I'm not on a mountain bike. I know. <laughs> Peace. Um, but that feeling of, oh, I've got this whole journey ahead of me, you know? Yep. And I can barely swim 500 meters right now. And now, you know, just last night I did 1,200 in the pool and felt great and feeling good. Now I'm coming out of the pool feeling good. And it's amazing when you look, you say the body is amazing, what it can accomplish if you just give it the right time. Yeah. If you don't try to rush it and think, I got to do this next month, but build up to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, so you're the, you're the race director. You did it last year or did you do it the year before? You've done uh, it last year. Last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did the starvation race. Yeah. And that's how I got qualified to go to Norseman was from doing starvation. And it's going to be a qualifier. Oh, it's a qualifier this this year too right yep yeah ours is a qualifier james is gonna do it yep he's gonna do his own event Mm -hmm. that's wonderful i hope hope you beat him (laughs) i'm just gonna have a wonderful (laughs) long day that's how i'm looking at it this is my long day gotcha it's gonna be amazing and i'm really looking forward to it i'm i'm loving the loving the process sweet so stoked to do your event um okay so you guys have I mean, gone through the 50, 50, 50, that 50 iron distance of long, full distance triathlons and 50 days and 50 states, and then the conquer 101 and all the other things involved 
Fiji uh, adventure racing now and all the different races you guys have done. What was before that? What you don't just like suddenly show up and you're doing all this. Like what led you to this world? Mm. Casey, what, I know you're a runner. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, and you're a very fast runner. I, yeah. What's interesting is I, I just grew up doing sports, never really into anything big time, just doing sports all the time. My parents, my parents uh, had us doing, and it wasn't until I was in high school that I was like, I did cross country because my older sister did cross country. And I was like, oh, I can run. So I, you know, I got into it, but not really into it ever. If anyone asked me, what's your fastest time? I don't know. Most of my, most of my times, I don't know. Um, but it wasn't until my senior year where I was like, I really should make something. Like I, I can really probably do something with what I've done these last four years and never really, you know, put much of an effort in, just showed up and did it. And so I really trained my senior year in track and I ended up running a, a 422 mile my senior year. And I was like, I can, I can do something. Well, that's fast. Yeah. So I was like, but it was like putting in the extra effort of, of everything, not just the workouts, but the extra stuff afterwards. And so from then on, it was just like, well, what can I do? Right. It's, it's like a world of, you know, it's this possibility I didn't know was out there until you actually put forth the effort. And so then, um, after that, it's like, what do you do after high school? Right. There's not, there's not much you can do unless you get to college and, and get on a college team and that didn't happen. So didn't do much of anything for a while. And then a friend invited me to do a triathlon with him and I was in board shorts and a t-shirt on a woman's mountain bike in St. George. Uh, the pics are amazing. The picture is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was horrible at it, but loved it. And then just kept going from there and thinking at that point, I still hadn't done a marathon. And then it was like, why would you ever want to do that? And then attempting a marathon and then doing a hundred miler and 132 miles and then Ironman. And so it was just, it's crazy, mm. right? What you allow yourself to do. Mm -hmm. So, and what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm still wondering what I'm capable of. It's cool. Yeah. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you set a goal. And I want to get into that in a moment, but okay. I want to, Aaron, what are your, what drew you to that? Like where, what was your life before? Um, yeah. So I didn't really, cause you're a coach for, you're a coach with James. I do. So I, I help coach for James. I run kind of like the triathlon, cycling, running, swimming kind of coaching side that he does. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, growing up, I was, when I was always kind of fast, like running and whatever. And, uh, I wrestled and played all other sports and, but everyone tried to get me to do like track and that growing up in school. And I'm like, why would you ever want to run for fun? <laughs> like, I'm like, it sounds terrible. But like, for wrestling, that's your punishment is running. And so it's, I always kind of had that, but still was always fast. And, um, that was always my main thing. I was just fast and everyone just knew me as that. And then, um, uh, one of my uncles, um, he's w always been way big into cycling. And so we went and watched the tour of California, Lance Armstrong's last year, he did it. And I'm watching, I'm like, man, cycling's actually kind of cool. And then he was kind of talking about doing some like triathlons and that. And so, one of my brothers and another uncle kind of were like, no, we're going to do some triathlons. I'm like, that, that sounds cool. I'll do it. So we got bikes, started riding, did my first sprint and actually did like really well with it and, uh, plays good. And I was just like, Whoa, I'm actually kind of good at this. And so I just kind of kept pursuing it. And then I knew a bunch of people that James was coaching and they're like, man, you should have James coach. And I was like, all right. And so, James actually coached me and then that's how he got to know me and then started going on the 
he invited me to do the 50 50 50 with him and then kind of just led gone from there so for the listeners the i, I introduced them as the wingmen casey and aaron as the wingmen they've been by james's side for these these epic experiences of 50 50 50 and the conquer 100 and right there with him and he he always thanks you guys for the, the efforts and the incredible work that you've done to help help them along the way and so they really are you guys really are the wingmen it's pretty cool yeah and if you i encourage everyone to watch the uh the documentary that's out there already and there's another one coming but um on netflix and it's about the 50 50 50 journey and you guys are all throughout it there might even be a speedo shot in there i don't know i'm pretty sure there is <laughs> yeah pretty sure um so okay so you guys you have a chance to coach athletes all over the world and have been you guys run in these circles i mean the the people that you're around these incredible endurance athletes i want to dive into that mindset a little bit if that's okay i was reading in um uh, Tim Grover's book, Relentless, great book, by the way. And in here, he says, they understood that while most of the examples in this book are about elite athletes, it's the mindsets of those athletes that allow them to dominate, not their physical skills. Now, James gets into that a lot where he talks about, I'm not physically, you know, that much better than anyone's, but just put his mind to it, you know, and really, um, talked about on the podcast too, uh, what they do in competitive sports you can do in your life if you are relentlessly tough from the neck up meaning that mindset that important mindset do you guys find that within the community that that mindset is so important like what are your thoughts on that i mean james is big into mindset i mean it's a big part yeah no for sure um i mean a lot of it comes down to is like your thoughts and your words and your beliefs are so powerful and it's it usually what leads or doesn't lead someone to do something like the thoughts that we have on ourselves that we can't do something or that's not me. And I actually heard on uh, Ed Milet, uh, one of his podcasts the other day that he's, he said, our thoughts aren't really our thoughts. It's what everybody has told us what we are. Mm -hmm. And so we believe it and you think it enough and it becomes like you believe that about yourself, but it's not really what you think because you think about a child, they, they just go and they see a baby start walking and they're, they're falling. They get right back. I mean, going, they don't ever have that mindset that they can't do something. And so it all comes down to, you have to believe and have that conviction that you can and put in the work. And so your body's capable and physically capable of doing it. And then have that mindset and that belief that you can do it. And do you, do you address that as a coach? Yeah, for sure. But a lot of it's like your training. It's like, okay, we're going through a long day. This is going to simulate kind of what you're doing during like a race. And then think about like when things get hard and now you look back and you're like, okay, I was able to do that 100-mile bike ride. You know you can do a 100-mile bike ride now. You, you've done it before. So it's it's just kind of stacking up those wins and little wins over time. And eventually you kind of have that, that belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. Out of all the events that you've done and all the people that you've worked with over the years, Casey, what are your thoughts on mindset? Do you think that's obviously making a difference in in your abilities and those around you? Uh, yeah, it totally. It's like the it's like the one thing that determines success and not is 
is what you what you believe yourself. And I love that Aaron brought up that idea of like others put restrictions on us. And it's whether and a lot of times it's what we we those restrictions become what our beliefs are being, unfortunately, right? Um, but it's like for me, it's um the idea of like, why not? Like, why can't I like why not? Why can't I be that person? Why does it have to be somebody else other than me? Or um why can't I be the one to do that first? Or why can't I be the one to, to achieve the goal that I want where someone thinks that I can't? So what were some of the things that you've done over the course of whether it's the Norseman or a hundred miler or 135, you said? 132. 132? Yeah. Incredible. Wow. It, it was. So what are some of the things that kept your mindset in the right area? I knew I could, even though I hadn't, right? Like I hadn't failed. Right. So as long as I kept going, I was going to be successful. And the other one was just the belief, the, I guess, kind of like why James keeps us around. Um, when I was doing the one, one, the 132, it was, um, what's the race called? Um, well, he, did, he ran the bad water, the bad water course. Uh, you did bad water. Yeah. Of course. Not it the wasn't race. an actual race, but it was the, it was the, the course. course of the bad water. We were water. doing an, an Uber triathlon with, uh, amazing swimmer named Catherine who did the 22 mile swim from Catalina Island to Long Beach. And then James biked from Long Beach to Death Valley Mm -hmm. and it was 380 miles. And then I did the 132 and how did I do it? One, number one, I hadn't done more than 50 mile run at that time. So why would I, why would I even be able to do 132 miles? Right. But I told them I would, which is part of it. Like, why not me? Why can't I be the one to do that? And then the fact that these guys were there the whole time and just when I would say, hey, I need you this far ahead of me, they were there, right? Because they knew I would be coming. So they they were there to help me out because they knew I would be there. And they just kept supporting me along the whole way. So it's like belief in them, that helped me. And then myself saying like, yeah, why not? Wow. That's a long ways to run. It, it is. And it's a long time to wait for someone to run that far. You were there the whole, along there? Yeah, so I went and crewed with them. So I helped drive the van. And then a really cool part, Casey's leaving out, is uh, so the end of the run is you go up Mount Whitney. So it's a big mountain finish for, for the run. And he's going up and he hasn't slept at all. Mm-mm. So we're into the second night. So he's been running like a day and a half already. And we're going up and I'm like, I'll, I'll run this last miles with these, like it was like 10 miles or something. Yep. Like I'll do the last of it with you. So I'm going with him and he's kind of delirious and hallucinating. And like, it's crazy. Cause he'd get to his moments. Cause we gave him trekking poles and he's like acting like Terminator. So it's like, he's just like, <laughs> but then he'd like kind of pause and I'm like, you all right. And he got to like snap and he goes, here we go. And just start normal walking. And so it was just that mindset. And we used it a lot during the 101, during the the run, they'd go, they'd have a moment and say, no, here we go. And it's just that reset of the mind and saying, no, I can't keep going. Let's just keep the feet moving. Here we go. Yeah. Wow. How important was it to know where you were going? Like that, that idea of I'm going to do this. This is where I'm going at the top of that Whitney mm-hmm. finish. How important is that to know where you're going? Uh, I think I, it's huge. I mean, of course, there's the finish line, but I'm talking right. also, you know, knowing where you're going to go, setting that goal, setting that 
I mean, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to get, you're going to get lost, right? If you don't know where the trail is or the path is, you can get lost anywhere. Detours. I mean, squirrel, shiny object, like mm-hmm. I'm out. Right. So it's just that, that focus and knowing what you want to do and also not knowing, but knowing that you're going to have to do a lot to get there and you don't know what it is you're going to have to do, but you're going to have to be ready to say when it's hard, I'm still going, even though I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I have nothing left. I already committed to saying, yeah, I'm going to finish this. So mm-hmm. it's huge to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Has that made it? I mean, in a coaching world, but you're coaching people. Is that an important part of the process to help a person know where they're going? Definitely. Um, I mean, you always have to have like your goals and what's your main goal and really what's your reason and why and your purpose behind what you're doing or why you're embarking on this journey. Because there's going to be days that aren't always fun. Not waking up 5 a.m., going to the pool, going on a run. It's not always fun. You don't always want to do it. But it's having the purpose and the why and the reasons behind what you're doing and what you got you into in the first place that keeps you going, that keeps you excited, that keeps you wanting to show up and and thriving for that. And so I love what James says. Uh, you always have to have a bag of whys. Sometimes just one why isn't going to be enough. You have to have multiple reasons and things you can grab and go on to when it is a little tougher and a little harder to just have that one purpose, you have to have uh, multiple reasons of what keeps you going towards that end goal. And then this little goals along the way. So you're stacking up those little goals that keep you kind of progressing towards that big main goal that you have put in self for you. I'm glad you brought up a why, the, the importance of a why, because that will help us when the obstacles hit mm-hmm. and the obstacles will hit. I mean, there was probably moments in that particular, that particular event doing that bad water where you maybe didn't expect something to hit, but when you have that strong why, does that help drive you through as well? Yes, it does. Cause it's, uh, cause usually you're not usually, I don't know if you're doing it for yourself usually, but usually it ends up being for other people sometimes like, yes, I'm doing it for me, but then. I'm also, I don't know, like subconsciously or off to the side is also who else, who else, you know, who else could be benefiting from watching someone do this and struggle through it and then giving them the purpose to say, you know what, why not me? Mm-hmm. So. And one of my, um, I did an event uh, when I had two, two f- close friends had passed away and I decided to put their name on my jersey okay. when I was doing um, it's called the Great Floridian in Florida. It's a full distance triathlon, but it's not a not a sanctioned Ironman. But I actually love it. It's like a phenomenal race. Very flat. It's the base very flat. But that was my favorite. To speak about speaking about the why, like I had a I had a why. I wanted to run, I wanted to do this for them mm-hmm. uh, to honor them, you know. And it made a complete difference in the mindset, you know, because I have that strong why. To your point. Um. And I appreciate this conversation because I'm looking at my training peaks every day and I've, I've put in there, uh, starvate your event, star, you and James event, starvation X try. Mm-hmm. And it's August 3rd. Yeah. Everything I'm doing is working towards that. Every day I look at that thing. It's powerful, isn't it? When you have that 
goal that you know where you're going. Cause then it just kind of, it's like, it's like tractor beam. It just takes you there, you know, for sure. So you brought up Aaron, while you were talking about that, you were saying about breaking the goals up. That's important. That's so important because does this say I'm going to do whatever, like when you have a coach, you have a, uh, an athlete come to you, that maybe that's a BHAG to them, you know, a big hairy audacious goal to do an Ironman or whatever it is. But you start them here. You don't start them up here. How important is that journey for them? Man, it's that's where you kind of build your, like your your self confidence and self belief in yourself is is by completing little things over and over and over again. Uh, it's like uh, habit stacking. Like once you start. You want to create a good habit, and so you make it easier to maintain. And so you 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 set your up. You say something you want to do for yourself that's easy to maintain and to accomplish. And so once you do it, then you start to build that that belief that you are you are enough and you are capable of of doing things. And so if you're looking at something and then you complete it, that's that's a win. And then you grab that win, you put it in your pocket, and you're like, No, I won. It's awesome. I want another win. And then you go up and you go for something else and you grab that win. Maybe it's just right in that day. Or if you are doing an Ironman, maybe do like a sprint. And then you're like, you know what? This is fun. I, I love racing. I love the atmosphere. I love competing. I love bettering myself. And Let's build up. And you do those little steps towards here. And then eventually you're here and you get there and you don't know how you got there. But you're like, you know what? Is this doing little things over and over again until you got to this point. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do that uh, on the 50, 50, 50 Casey? Do you remember like, were there celebrations along the way or did you guys just stay like, that's kind of hard. To- oh man. I don't know. Maybe it was just the numbers of the days as they went by were the ones that kept us kind of going as a, those uh, goals. Like we did five, <laughs> we did 10. Oh my gosh, we get to 10. We only have 40 left to go. You know, but I mean, it was still, we have 40 to go, but I think it was just the day check marks for us, um, that kept us and, and, and those wins. Um, I think arriving at each state at the right place was a win every single day. hundred percent. hundred percent. That in and of itself was amazing part of the journey. I mean, right. Wow. I mean, I think there's just many days. I, there were many days on the 50, 50, 50, where Aaron and I were looking at us and being like, I don't know how we're still going. I don't know how he's still going and I don't know how we're helping him keep going, but we are and we're here and it's a success and let's just keep going because whatever's doing is working and then get to another time where it's like, how are we here again at this new place at this new day, which is just one more than it used to be. So Mm -hmm. it was fun. Well, you had a goal and you know, the, the goal was 50. Yeah. 50, 50. And you were going to finish in Utah and Every day became a stepping stone, like just such a huge stepping stone. It's just kind of hard. Yeah. Like, like each day was for sure a win and like completing the day. But like, it's cool because like me, James, Sonny and Casey, we all kind of have the mindset. Like you can't look at like the enormity of it. Cause if you do complete like five and you're like, man, we got 45 left. Right. And the same thing with like the hundred, we never looked at how many we done or how many, we had left it was always staying super present in the moment 
and not allowing ourselves to think so far ahead and like, man, that's a big number that's still left, right? And then so it's it's staying very present, but still looking for those little wins. It's like, no, we arrived safely. I don't know how we got here because me and Case were the only ones driving. And so, and then we had a crew during the day. So it's like, we were exhausted and tired, but we knew James was exhausted and tired. So it's like, we can't say we're tired because <laughs> he's doing way more than we are. But it's, as we show him, we're like, man, we we got here. That's a win, right? And drove all through the night. And so if you look at those little wins that you've done throughout the day and completing it that, that day, now we got to go to the next, the next state and complete the next day. But it's just staying very present and in the moment at all times. Well, I like, like that quote from the book says it, it's those, that mindset that transfers into real life too. So everyone can have that mindset. I think mm-hmm. some people think, oh, it's just for the Kobe Bryant. So that he, by the way, he's a coach for, he was the coach. He was like the mindset coach for Kobe Bryant. And um, like people think, oh, it's just for Kobe Bryant or Ma- uh, Mike, Michael Jordan or, mm-hmm. or you guys or, or James Lawrence, but it's for everyone. Like everyone's capable of having that mindset, aren't they? Definitely. And it's, and it's amazing to think that we all have it in us. It's just a matter of unlocking it and tapping into it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it transfers. Now you mentioned about uh, belief and self, self-belief self and self-faith. Uh, what what are some of the things that you do with, co- like, do you, do you help your coaching athletes to, to have that belief, to, to have that self-belief? Cause I'm sure not everyone comes with full belief system that they can do this. No, no, not a lot. <laughs> not at all. Right. And, uh, it's tricky cause we could, any one of us can believe in whoever, right. And have that belief that like someone is capable of it and you're always going to love them and show that, that belief and your encouragement, but it's, they have to kind of go through the steps and kind of find that belief for themselves. So it's just like, it's being there in a way to like help them move along and encourage when you need to and push a, maybe a little push if there, but like help them kind of discover that belief in themselves that you know that they have, they're capable of it and they have it. They just need a little bit of nudge. And that's, that's what James has done with me. He's like, I want you to ride a hundred days with me. I'm like, all right. But I'm like, you think I can do it? He's like, oh, dude, I know you can do it. But I haven't done, I hadn't done anything up until that point, right? Like we did the the Fiji race, uh, the World Cupest race was like 10 days, but it was like biking, trekking, and paddle boarding and all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, well, I know I can at least go like 10 days. So, but I'm like, 100? I'm like, I had more belief that James was capable of doing it <laughs> than I had that I was capable of doing. I know Casey kind of felt the same way. He's like, dude, I need to run every day for a hundred days or swim. But it's just like, we have that trust in him and that what he's believing in us. And we kind of like, you know what? If he believes I can do it, I'm just going to show up and do it. And you did it. Yeah. Honestly, you guys did it. That was incredible. Like remarkable. I remember uh, in Muncie, James gave a little speech before we left on the bike mm-hmm. and he probably gave the speech all over. I, I assume, I don't, I only did the, that one, but, um, and he was pretty serious. He's like, guys, everything positive. I don't want to hear anything negative from anyone. If anyone's negative on this bike ride, I'm kicking you out. 
And he did. Some guy brought up something. I don't know what it was. And he had him go to the back. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, that must have helped through the whole thing to have that mindset of like positivity and just self-belief. Like there was no, there's nothing allowed in there. Was there? No. I mean, the, the, I think the negative thoughts have a purpose sometimes, but they can't, they can't, um, demand the headspace. Right. They can, they can be in there to help drive you and stuff, but it's the, the positive talk, which is totally going to make it, um, help you be more successful in the things that you do. Um, outsiders can do give you the positive talk as well. But like what Aaron was saying, it's like that self-belief, like people can just believe in you all you want, but unless you start believing that you can be the one to do it and the positive talk of like, yeah, we're, we're going to do this. And yeah, we're tired, but you know what? Like James is counting on me. Like I got to be there and I got to show up in the morning and I have to wake up to my alarm every day on the hundred and be there. Like, yeah, I got this. Like I can do this. It's, it's crazy what, what positive talk can do to you to achieve your goals. And it's helpful to have someone who believes in you oh. too. Like oh yeah, for James to believe in you guys that much, like you said, like he believes so much that yeah, I could do this 101 days you guys no i mean the crazy thing from the beginning of the 50 was he didn't know us all that well like when he asked me it was like why are you asking me i bet you have way closer friends that are like your like homies and they would be there to help you out where we knew each other through just through competing in local triathlons and then kind of like working out every once in a while not hanging out a ton but like I was like shocked when he asked me, I'm like, you got the wrong person, <laughs> but sounds like a fun thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's take a trip over the summer. So yeah. It was the exact same thing with me too. I, he'd known me like maybe six months before that. Right. Like he was, he was training for Kona that year. And so I was doing a lot of like the long bike rides with him. And yeah, he brought it up one day, like he's doing the 50, 50, 50 on one of our rides. And then like the next time he's like, he's like, yeah, I want you to go with me. I was just like, whatever. He's just being nice. Like, I'm like, I know he knows a lot of people that mm -hmm. for a really long time, like years, right. That they're, they're really tight. And I'm like, there's no way he wants me to do it. And then like our next ride, it's, he's like, so are you going to come with me? I'm like, wait, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I'm serious. He's like, I need you. And so in case he's the same way, we're like, we're in, we'll do whatever you need us to do. And that, I think that's what made us so come together so closely. And we're now so tight is because we all had that mindset. We're like, you know what? Case, me and Casey are like, it doesn't matter what we're doing. Casey left his wife and kids. I was single <laughs> at the time, but he's leaving that out. So he he's out on the summer while his family's back home and he's still has that drive and just that focus on James and what he can do to help him each day. And we all just both showed up with that same intent and we're just like, what we have doesn't matter. It's just all about him and Sonny and the family and making sure they're safe and making sure that we can still complete each day. How powerful is it to have people to do, go through the journey with too? That's so helpful because when things get rough and they do get rough to have someone there and you guys played that role, of course, in Sunny, 
play that role in the um but to have each other that's powerful yeah when you want to quit i i think it's the only way, like way that we keep doing what we're doing achieving what we do i mean yes james aaron and i are there to to support james and to have him accomplish the two big things that he's done but then he reciprocates that by just being like what are you guys doing i'll i'll be there i'll i'll, I'll help you get there i'll I'll crew for you or asking questions about how our training is going. Right. So it's just like, and then, um, yeah. Not always does everyone have the opportunity to have people around when they're trying to set their fitness goals and their health and wellness goals and so forth. But if they have a chance, I highly recommend people to surround themselves with people who are going to help them get there because it's so powerful to have that connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Rohn says we become the sum total of the five people we hang out with most. And I think that that kind of translates as well into, into us trying to accomplish whatever that goal is. Like I, I looked like I'm training for this event. I looked to these guys where there's a text thread that's going regularly. We're trying to get together. We tried to bike over the last <laughs> weekend, but it didn't quite come together. But, um, but I, I'm just Sean and I, Sean's going to do it. And Sean and, and I have been, we we're toss, constantly sharing ideas and it helps me. It's, it's helpful to me. And, and for anyone who's got a fitness goal out there, I highly recommend it because there's power in that group. In fact, you guys are doing the 75 hard and you have a text thread or a WhatsApp thread or something, right? Yeah. So there's uh, kind of a group of us um, doing 75 hard. It's, um, and you're on day what day 45. Well, I guess the day is 46. So yeah, 30 days left, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's cool. Cause a lot of people think of it as kind of like a fitness or like weight loss, like program, but it's, it's more of kind of like, like time management and like self-development like program. And like, if you're grit, yeah. And if you're, if you're that grit for sure. And if you're, if you're trying to like develop like that self-belief in yourself, like 75 hard, an amazing program, because if you, there's a, there's set tasks you have to do each day. It's like two 45 minute workouts, drink a gallon of water, read. And then if you mess up once you have to go back to day one. And so you have to be consistent for 75 days straight to, to complete it. And you look at it like, how am I using my time wisely and managing the time so I'm not left with a half a gallon of water <laughs> come 6 p.m. or whatever it is. So it's like you have to be Tip, do- by the way, anyone do it 75 hard. Don't leave it. And don't, don't leave the don't, water. <laughs> don't leave yeah. the water until six o'clock. You want to get on top of that early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's just kind of how you're you're aligning your days and like planning and like, okay, well, how am I going to get my workouts in today or what's the best way I can do it? I got a busy schedule. I got to fit it in here and here. And so it's like, it's really cool because it teaches you to look and plan out your days. And then you're developing like, you know what, I'm completing these tasks every day. And then you're slowly building up like that self-confidence and worth in yourself. Mm-hmm. And does it, do you find that the group that's doing it with you is it's helpful to have everyone kind of sharing little uh, best practices? And, oh yeah. Hey, this worked for me and this, what'd you get from this? And, for sure. Cause you'll get like a text. And I was like, Oh, going out on my workout. And then and that kind of inspires you. Like, it, oh, I got to get out. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I still, I still need to get that second one in. And so it's like, and everyone's like, like, Oh, today was a, like, man, I'm not quitting, but today's tough. 
And then you have like that encouragement from other people like, you know what, you got this, like, look, look at what you've done in this. And so it just kind of helps you like you have that community you can kind of lean on. And then that, that little sent that help that you might need to like kind of keep pushing and not give up. And so it's cool to kind of be built around that community. Or if you have a couple friends that you want to do it with, it's, it's cool. You can kind of help each other get through it. And then when you're struggling, reach out and they might be struggling and you might be driving one day. And so it's like, everyone's going to go through kind of ups and downs through it. And so it's, it's great to kind of have that community around you that kind of help helping everybody move along. Mm-hmm. Well, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about, again, I, I didn't know you'd done this bad water, the, 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 the course, when you were talking about that, I was thinking how important was that to have this group around you? Oh, right? huge. Like it was huge to have it. I mean, James, as awesome as he is, finished his ride at two o'clock in the afternoon. And you know what that's like in death Valley. <laughs> And like so 500 degrees. Uh, yeah. It's like the hardest, hottest part of the day. And he's like, baton, here you go. Have fun. And it's like, ah. I mean, the van was hot driving down into there and then it's nothing. But who's there next to me? This guy. He's on a bike. He's got extra water for me. He's there to keep telling me, hey, you haven't drinking water for a while. Get go- Like you need to drink some more water. You need to get some more water. Uh, after a little while, they're like, hey, you need to get in the van. I was like, I'm fine. Like, no, Aaron's telling us you're not drinking water. You're running hard. You're not drinking water. You're not, you get in the van. I was like, no, I'm fine. They're like, no. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta be watching out for each other. I mean, I think Aaron wanted me to be just as successful finishing the 132 as I was. And so because he wanted me to do that, he was looking out for me along the route. That's why he also jumped at the very, at the end when he's like, I know you're exhausted. I know you're tired, but we are going to do this. And that's a lot of the times why I think people as successful as they are is because we are going to do it. Um, I think I was one reason I think I've been so successful in helping James do what he does is because of um, my wife being supportive and she supports me in doing that. So then I can then support James. So I don't have to worry about that. So it's like, if there wasn't, and I think Aaron knows what I'm talking about, because in the 50, he was single. But now when we did the 100, he he had a wife, right? Yeah. And so it's it's crazy what that support does to then help you be able to support someone else because they take a load off so you can focus on the, the what the goal is. So helpful to have that support. Oh, my gosh. And, and just levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, John Maxwell says, um, I, I don't know if I get the exact quote, but he basically says, Feed your, uh, feed your beliefs, your, your goals, your dreams, and starve your fears. So do things that are going to help you starve your fears, starve your doubts, starve, mm. starve that which is holding you back. And being surrounded by people that are, go- that are cheering you on, mm-hmm. that, are, that want the best for you, is so very valuable. Yep. Because that helps to crush those fears and crush those doubts and crush the 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 moments where the obstacles hit because they're going to hit there's mm-hmm. no nothing's gonna nobody's immune to that you know mm-hmm. the fears that come up and i think right at the top of the list of course anything you can, a person can do to to feed that on their own um but to have people around me is so, so important right and the selection of those people 
Like Definitely. thinking that you've got the right people and then realizing that there's someone in there that's not the right person. And then trying to find, realize that like, what's my main goal? Is it, it, it my main goal is to fin- is to achieve my goal. And if this person isn't helping me, like you said, you're the sum of the the people you surround yourself with. So if that person's not helping you out, then it's got to make that hard decision and be like, Hey, I still love you, but mm-hmm. you're not serving a purpose for me right now. And then you got to find someone new to mm-hmm. fill that. Mm-hmm. Have you found that? Yeah, for sure. Like you have one like kind of negative thought or whatever. It's a thought or person that's there. It's, it brings down the energy for sure. Like in your group, you might have like the most positive group, but if there's one person in there that, or a couple people that are like a lower energy or negative, that negativity, it kind of brings the whole vibe of everybody else down a little bit. So it's like, it, it makes it hard. And it is really important to kind of who you surround yourself with. And if there is that positivity and that uplifting that, that you need. So the, the, the things that we're talking about here, what you guys are uh, bringing up are so very important for a person at, at whatever level. Of course, we're mm-hmm. talking pretty high endurance sports here, but this translates mm-hmm. into everything though. If a person's just trying to get back into shape, if they're and 75 hard, they don't have to do hardcore workouts. I mean, mm-hmm. they could be walking, right? Yeah. yeah. It could be walking. They could be doing yoga sessions. They could be doing, um, uh, calisthenics, whatever it is that the person's wanting to do, but it still requires the person to keep going and not quit mm-hmm. and to not quit. Mm-hmm. These principles are so key. Uh, one thing that James said this time around on his 75 hard, I know he's done it before and he hasn't been successful. Has he on his previous attempts? No, I think he tried it one other time. But yeah. yeah. But uh, in this thread that they're on, or I can't remember where he said it, but he's like, this is 75 easy. Like, yeah. what do you think? Like, like you said, try to do 75 hard, hard on your, on your own with no one supporting you or backing you. You can, it's going to be really hard. And those are the easy to quit, easy to quit. Right. Because, Who's going to know? No one. But I think he's like, this is 75 easy because of the thread that they have, of the support, of the checking in, of the encouragement, of that group he surround himself with. He's like, man, this is 75 easy. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but really does make a difference when you yeah. can surround yourself with people that are like-minded, that are out, that got your back that want you to succeed as much as you want to succeed because we do all have those days. Yep. We have those days and it's so helpful to have someone right there by our side to cheer us on. So we've talked about uh, so many amazing subjects of uh, why uh, the importance of self-belief and, and anything we can do to feed that uh, breaking goals down. Like, like you said, when you have someone come and, as an athlete, you're not going to be like, today you're doing an Ironman today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, 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 you're breaking it up into achievable, but even like the 50, 50, 50, that didn't happen in one day. Obviously it had to be broken down. And, uh, and, and, and by doing this, it's helping along the way to crush the fears that come in the self doubt that comes in and ultimately helping a person hit that finish line. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, Finishing without quitting. Powerful. Guys, this is so fun to be here with you and and to be able to learn from you. Um, like I said at the beginning, 
some of the greatest athletes I know on the, on the earth right here. And I feel very honored, <laughs> very, very honored and grateful that you would uh, join me. And I've learned a lot from you guys over the years. And uh, I know that I'll learn a lot more and I'm stoked to do your event, man. I hope August James 3rd. and I are back after August 3rd and James can sit over there and I'll sit here and then we'll ask you about it. Ooh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's have another cup of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Seconds, please. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it for sure. Can't get enough. No. <laughs> but thank you, Aaron and Casey, the wingmen, but incredible athletes that have accomplished so much um, in the endurance world, known worldwide, the wingmen, and also accomplishing in, uh, these these tasks that you do and these events that you've done and continue to do. It's an honor to have you here and grateful to have you join and uh, hope you've taken good notes, everyone, because this is, this is a, a really accomplished couple accomplished athletes worldwide that have done remarkable things, including one of the toughest events, which is the Norseman. Mm-hmm. But James tells me this one's harder. At- you can ask this guy. He's the only one that's done both. Oh, yeah, of them. you've done both. I th- yeah, I think starvation might have it, but Casey's being humble. He act- he's actually the first American finisher at Norseman, so really? he guilty. Huh? Casey, wow. Casey is. <laughs> it was he's, it was a fast. good day. He, he did have a good day. The people come from all over to try to conquer that one, and yeah. you came in first, eh? Yeah, with the American finisher. Yeah, congrats, brother. Thank you. This is great. But you heard from Aaron, uh, starvation's uh, it's a challenge. Stoked. It is. Yeah. I'm stoked. Well, thank you guys for joining. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for joining on this episode of A Cup of Joe with uh, wingmen, Aaron and Casey. And thank you for joining. I encourage you to share this with anyone who's training for an event or looking for some sort of inspiration or motivation as they're bringing their fitness to a different level. Thank you and have a great day.